Welcome to the Calvary Chapel South Bay Sermon Podcast. We are a large, multi-ethnic, multi-generational church in Los Angeles, California, and we'd love to have you visit us for a service if you're in the L.A. area. Visit ccsouthbay.org to learn more about us and to find out service times. If you have any questions, shoot us an email at hello at ccsouthbay.org. Enjoy today's sermon, and we hope to see you at church soon. Happy Thanksgiving! I wish I could walk up to every single one of you individually and just say Happy Thanksgiving, but I can't. I want to, though. Now, did you have a pupusa? <laughs> I came through on my promise. There, were, there was even pozole. Who missed out on the pozole? If you didn't get pozole, you came late. You must go to the 1230 service. So where's my 830? Where's my 830? Whoa! All right, where's my 1030? Did 1230 come yet? (laughs) Oh, I love you guys. Just a little healthy competition between the services. Nothing like creating division on Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for the 830. I am thankful for the 1030. And I am thankful for the 1230. Hey, we're going to be in Luke chapter 17 for just a moment for our Thanksgiving communion service. Luke chapter 17. Let me tell you what's going on. Jesus has just raised Lazarus from the dead. Now you can just imagine the uproar that a man has been raised from the dead after being dead for four days. Not like 15 minutes, not like 30 minutes, not like an hour, for four full days. And Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. Luke chapter 17, would you pray with me? Our Father, we're so thankful to give thanks that we can tell you, Jesus, you're a great God. And we're here tonight to worship you because of what you've done for us. You died on a cross and you rose again. So Lord, we are grateful as a church. We are grateful as individuals. Bless us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Now it happened as he, speaking of Jesus, went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Now I need to let you know about Samaria. It is just to the north of Jerusalem. It is to the south of Galilee. Samaria is sandwiched between Galilee and Jerusalem. Now if you're a Jew living in uh, Galilee, you would go all the way around, across the Jordan to the east, and then you would come back to the west to avoid going into the Samaritan towns. But not Jesus. Jesus went right in the midst. And let me tell you something about Jesus. People are just people to Jesus. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you didn't do because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That is something to be thankful for. Amen? Amen. 
You see, Jesus said, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He cares about all, not some. That's why the word says, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Isn't that something to be thankful for? That Jesus Christ is in the midst of your life. He's not to the side. He's not to the back. He's not to the front. He's right in the midst with you because he cares for you. That's something to be thankful for. The Bible goes on in verse 12. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers. Now, if I was reading in the first century world, you would go, ooh. Let's give it a shot. (laughs) Yes, the 830 is definitely here. Ten lepers who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. See, leprosy is symbolic of sin in the Bible. It goes all the way back to Numbers chapter 12 when Miriam was making fun of Moses and she got leprosy for a week. And Moses prayed and the Lord healed her of her leprosy. Then there is a man by the name of Gehazi. He was Elijah's servant. And he stole from Naaman when Naaman was cured of his leprosy and he got leprosy. And so to the Jew in the first century world, if you had leprosy, it was a sign that God was upset with you. You had done something wrong. In fact, in Leviticus chapter 13 and chapter 14, four full pages in your Bible, it expresses how the priest would identify the disease and identify if someone had been cleansed from it or someone was plagued with it. Now in the Old Testament, there are only three healings of leprosy. Remember, Moses, you put your right hand in, you take your right hand out, you look at a little leprosy, you put it back, you know, sorry. (laughs) Moses put his hand in his jacket and brought it out and it was leprous. He put his hand back in his jacket, brought it out, and it was not leprous. God healed him to show him he's God. But God also healed Miriam. God healed Naaman. Do you remember when Naaman had to go dip in the Jordan seven times? And God healed him. You see, the priest could not heal leprosy. They only identified it. Only God could heal leprosy. So on this road, there were ten lepers. And they were having a Thanksgiving Day prayer meeting. They were having a prayer meeting. They were talking to Jesus. Anytime you talk to Jesus, that's prayer. It's just like us, you and me. Here we are, and we're having a prayer meeting just like these ten lepers. Now, before you say, wait a second, Pastor Chad, I'm not a leper. We're not done with the sermon yet. You see, they were far off. They were required as lepers in the Jewish world to be a hundred paces away from anyone. Now think of the isolation from your friends and your family. That's why they yelled. They were so far away. Jesus! They had to get his attention. Master, have mercy on us. And isn't that so what prayer is? 
The Bible says that when we draw near to God, what will he do? He will draw near to us. Prayer is the opportunity for us to go into the throne room of God. And as soon as we call our Father, he comes running to us. His hand is not so far that he, can reach, he cannot reach out and touch, nor are his ears so far away that he cannot hear. He hears you and he can touch you. You see, there was a mixed crowd. There was a mixed group of Samaritans and Jews. Now, I need to let you know, Samaritans and Jews did not hang out. But they had one common denominator, and the common denominator was their disease. Well, take a look at us. Go ahead, look around. Go ahead, look at the, just look at the person next to you. Some of you are blonde. Some of you are brunette. Some of you have brown hair. Some of you have black hair. Some of you have no hair. I've heard that bald people are the only perfect people on the face of the planet. Amen? Look at you. Some of you are in flannel. Some of you are in nylon. Some of you are in polyester. Went out in the 50s, but you're here. We are a group of Samaritans and Jews. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. I guarantee none of you would have been my friends in high school. And I probably wouldn't have been your friend. We have a common denominator. And the disease that we all had was sin. And the thing that brought us all together is Jesus. Jesus brings us together. So here are the Samaritan and Jews. They have this common denominator of leprosy in the same way we had leprosy. We had sin in our lives. And we recognize that Jesus is the one who could make us whole. And so we cried out to him one day, just like these lepers. Now he cleansed us. Amen? Amen. That's something to be thankful for, isn't it? That is something to be thankful for. Now, the cool thing is they call him master. Now, I need to let you know what this word means. It means chief commander. And here's what they're saying. We know that you can do something about our disease. You're the commander of disease. You're the commander of life. You see, in Luke chapter 5, the Bible says that he walked up to a man who had leprosy. Now, just imagine the moment. In Luke chapter 5, this guy with leprosy who's supposed to be a hundred paces away, Jesus walks right up to him. Can you imagine Peter and James and John when Jesus reached out his hand to the leper and he touched him? Peter, James, and John would have been, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't. He did it, he did it, he did it. And when Jesus touched the man with leprosy, Jesus didn't become unclean. The man with leprosy became clean, and he was absolutely healed. And aren't you so glad that one day Jesus reached out and he touched your heart? Aren't you so thankful that one day Jesus went into your muck and into your mire and he picked you up out of it and he said, I'm reaching into that darkness and I'm pulling you into light. That's something to be thankful for. Now they call him master and Jesus is going to test them in this in just a, in just a moment. We got to be careful what we pray. 
We got to be careful what we pray for. And these said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. See, mercy is not receiving what we do deserve. See, they are not saying, you did it for the one in Luke chapter 5. You better do it for me. No, they're just pleading for mercy. And is not God's mercy something that all of us are thankful for? Who sinned today? Go ahead, raise your hand. I know I want to see every hand. That, no, no, like you, like you sinned. I want to see your hand. Like you, you really sinned. Go ahead, raise your hand. Okay. Husbands and wives. Okay. You got into a little strong fellowship today. Go ahead, raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Don't raise your hand. Aren't you thankful for the mercy of God that when we become Christians and then we sin, he doesn't zap us with lightning because that's what we deserve. It's what we deserve. Aren't you thankful for the mercy of God? And in Luke chapter 17, verse 14, so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. Now, Jesus, he requires them to walk by faith in order to be healed. Now, some people, especially the healers, they'll take this and they'll say, listen, you got to have faith to believe so that you can be healed. Tell that to the man at the gate called Beautiful who was begging for money. He wasn't looking for healing. He goes, Peter, give me some money. Peter looks at him and goes, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus, get up. What did that man do to be healed? You see, Jesus will heal as he wills. There's no procedure to the healing of God. No, Luke is using this story as an illustration to show us that we're to walk by faith. You see, Jesus spoke the word of God to him, much like I'll teach a sermon. And he spoke the word of God to them, and then he required them to act in obedience. That's the walk of faith. You hear the word, and then you live the word. The Bible says, he who hears and does my word is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The walk of faith is that when we hear the word and we choose to put the word of God in action, do you see what happens to these guys? They were completely changed. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful for the word of God that is changing your life one day at a time? Are you thankful for his word? Now, what I find amazing about Jesus is he says, go show yourselves to the priests. No, he's not just following the law. You need to understand what he's directing them to do. I want you to go to the priests who want to kill me. I want you to go to the priests who are plotting my murder on a cross. I want you to go to the priests and show them that you've been healed, that you've been cleansed of leprosy because I'm trying to get their attention that only God can heal leprosy and I'm sending you to my enemy because I love my enemy and I'm trying to reach them. Aren't you so thankful that when you were an enemy with God, Jesus was still reaching out to you? 
It's something to be thankful for. Now, I just need to stop here for just a moment. Would you take a look at verse 15? And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. It's funny when I read it. Because it's like, really? Because I want to just stop there for just a minute. This guy's walking away. Ten of them. He's all bandaged up, all of his sores. Jesus says, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, what I love is they all got up. Maybe there's a little peer pressure, okay? Maybe they were encouraging each other. Maybe it was like Naaman and how he didn't want to do it, but his servant came alongside and said, look, you came all this way, Naaman. You might as well go dip in the Jordan. Maybe they were encouraging each other. I don't know. I don't want to speak into Scripture what's not there, but it's amazing to me they all ten got up, and they all listened to what Jesus had to say. They believed in his word. They wanted Jesus to do something for them. Just imagine, you're all bandaged up, your whole face, everything. You, I mean, your ears are gone from leprosy. Your nose has been eaten because of the disease. So you've lost all the cartilage in you, and you're walking, and all of a sudden, you feel something different. So you begin to unravel a bandage. And all of a sudden, the rotting flesh, you see your skin again. It bothers me that pastors read this like this. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Because that's how most of the church in the United States of America gives thanks to God. Let me tell you about this guy. He's walking away. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness, Jesus! Jesus! Thank you! And this is how we sing. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your voice. And today I'm going to raise my finger. A lion inside. Get up and praise the Lord. You think that's how this guy worshiped? This guy is overwhelmed. The Bible says he returned with a loud voice. Now, I know some of you can't sing and you probably shouldn't. But the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. If God cared how you sounded, he would have made us all sing like... DJ, my wife. I'm so thankful for DJ. Because let me tell you something. Here he was with his microphone, and the Spirit of God came on him. And when the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
And he began to worship the Lord just like that man who was healed of leprosy. He don't even know what I'm preaching on tonight, but he became the leper who was healed. Let me tell you something, you guys. Worship. This guy fell down on his face and he glorified God. He didn't care who was watching. He didn't care what was happening. As far as this man knows, once I had the disease of leprosy and now I am clean. And he was going to worship the Lord. Let me tell you something. That's something to be thankful for. This guy was walking by faith. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, in everything give thanks. In everything. I was listening to a story about Matthew Henry, the great commentator, and his wallet got stolen. So he listed four things he was thankful for. The first was this. Thank you, Lord, that I did not have a lot of money in that wallet. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, that I wanted my wife to buy a new wallet for me anyway. It doesn't say give thanks in some circumstances, in everything. You see, the Bible says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, Psalm 136, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. We're all thankful for what God has done, but how do we express it with the worship of our lives? So Jesus answered, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? I wonder if he would walk through our pews. Didn't I save you from your sin? Why are you singing like that? Didn't I die on the cross for you? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Do you know that Jesus notices when he does something great in our lives and we're ungrateful? Do you know we can grieve the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ? You see, ingratitude expresses an entitlement. I'm a child of the king. I deserve this. I deserve this. And that attitude of ingratitude, it's dangerous. Let me prove it to you in Scripture. It's Romans one twenty one. Because all they, although they knew God, they knew him. They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. You see, when we go to a sense of entitlement and we're not thankful, it opens us up to all kinds of sin. And Jesus, he received glory from this Samaritan. Now, no one would have ever expected that the Samaritan, out of all the Jews that were there, no one would ever have expected that the Samaritan would turn to give God glory. I mean, who would have thought that you'd be sitting in church today giving God glory? I'll tell you who did. 
Jesus. And your name was on his heart when he was dying on that cross. Finally, in Luke chapter 17, verse 19, the Bible says, And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. I need to let you know something. This word well is the word made whole. See, though ten were cleansed, only one was made whole because he chose to give thanks. You see, the nine, the nine wanted what they could get from Jesus, not what they could give him. They believed he was God, but they didn't express any gratitude. They believed he was the commander of the disease, but they didn't want him to become Lord of their lives. But there was one. There was one who believed that he was the commander and also made him Lord. I find there are so many Christians today that are living in this situation. They're cleansed, but they're not made whole. And praise and thanksgiving is the key to living in the fullness of God. Praise and thanksgiving is the key to living in the fullness of God. Thanksgiving moves us from misery to merriment. Thanksgiving takes us from heartache to hope. Thanksgiving takes us from being the victim to being victorious. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Our Father, we come before you, and we are so thankful for Jesus. That this year we can add some spirituality to where we're at in life. And we can stop in the busyness of traffic and long lines at the grocery store. And say, thank you, Jesus for the blood that was applied to my life. Would you just thank him right now? Would you be the one leper to return and would you just thank him in your heart? Just thank Jesus. And we're going to thank Jesus tonight with communion. We're going to remember him. And we're going to do what the lepers did. Because Jesus gave us the word and the, uh, the ushers are going to be coming forward. see, Jesus told us to remember him. It's his word. Just like he spoke to the lepers, go and show yourself to the priest. That's the word of God. And they obediently followed the word of God the same way that we're going to obediently follow the word of God tonight. You see, he said, remember him. Remember him. And I know for me in this moment... To remember him, there's something personal about it. Where I remember that I'm a sinner. And that Jesus Christ reached into the darkness of the world. And he brought me out of that darkness into the kingdom of light. And I don't know what you're remembering but maybe you'll remember his mercy that he's had on you. Maybe you'll remember his grace 
that once you were a leper, but now he's cleansed you. And now we worship together. We don't care where you're from or what you've done or where you've been. We care that you're here and that Jesus Christ is your Savior and your Lord. You see, communion is that time of personal connection with God in obedience to His Word. And I believe tonight, as we remember Him, there are some of you that needs to move to mis- from misery to merriness. There's some of you that need to move from heartache to hope. And there are some of you that need to move from being the victim to being victorious. So what I'd like you to do, would you take a moment and would you personally, in your way, as the Spirit leads you, would you tell Him thank you? Be specific. Thank you for my, thank you for doing Thank you that you, thank you for your, and however the Spirit leads you, just be that one leper that returns and tell him thank you. on the night before he was crucified there he was in the upper room with the disciples and he broke a piece of bread and he said this is my body which is broken for you as long as you eat this I want you to remember me church let's remember the Lord Then he took the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant. This is my blood, which is shed for you. As long as you drink it, I want you to remember me. Let's remember the Lord. Would you stand with me? If you couldn't think of anything to be thankful for, if you normally come to the Thursday night, you can be thankful that I closed 30 minutes early. (laughs) My Thursday night crew, sometimes we go an hour and 15. (laughs) About a month ago, I'd apologized to the Thursday night because they turned the clock off, so I thought I had forever, and I just kept going. Praise the Lord. From my family to yours, happy Thanksgiving. God bless you. God bless you.
We're going to close in this song, The Blessing. And let's just bless the Lord. Now, remember what I said. I know some of you shouldn't be singing. Just make a joyful noise and worship with all your heart. He's not listening to your voice. He's listening to your heart. Thanks for listening, and we hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you have any questions or just want to check us out, make sure to visit us at ccsouthbay.org. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week.